And you tied me to a chair and got me open. Are my insides gonna move like my fingerprints? My mind is cut loose. I can't bear it. If it wasn't destroying, it was making something new. That was you after seeing men, right? That was the noise you made. Oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Tell tell after, me about men. I will tell you about men, okay? I saw it last week on Friday, I be, or no, it was Saturday probably. But anyway, uh it was okay. It was a solid it wasn't that solid actually, I'm lying. I like it less <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, from what you hinted at, it didn't sound like it was very good. No, I was um, I was really excited going into it because I really like Alex Garland, uh, generally speaking. I mean, the guy, he did Ex Machina and uh, Annihilation, um, which are like two of the best science fiction movies in the past like decade. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and you don't get very many good science fiction movies. So I was like you really looking anymore. forward to to this one. Just even if it's not science fiction, I was just like, oh, this guy's great. I'll watch anything he does. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't didn't like it too much. I didn't like it that much. From what I've been reading is people are either like, it's pretty good, or there are people are like, that was dog shit. (laughs) And I haven't seen much in between, and I haven't seen anyone really like overly praising it. Yeah. I I thought this during during, while watching it, but do you know how like, Tom, there's a famous quote by Tom Holland where he's talking about making like a Jack and Dexter like oh, A24. Yeah, movie. he's like he's like we're gonna make I want a Jack and Dexter but A24, so it's weird. Yeah. And it's like yeah, shut the exactly. fuck up, you little boy. <laughs> I hate that guy. This is like what this is like what Tom Holland thinks an A24 movie is. Oh, uh, okay. Where it's like weird for no reason at all, and. Uh, there's not much plot things going on that make uh, all the weird stuff make sense gotcha. to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like there's like an extended sequence near the end that is like it, it would be like really just dis- disturbing and good if it wasn't a better movie like that scene by itself in a vacuum. I like but in the in the rest of the movie it like gets really surreal at the end. For like no reason at all. There's like no reason for it to happen based on everything we've seen so far. So is this one of those cases where this would be a better short film? Oh, yeah. That they I, just I, kind I, of stretch to a full feature length? Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see this being a better short film. Cause, and it's also such a limited um, idea for a movie. Because I feel like when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, I know what this movie is going for. It's called Men... There's a bunch of creepy dudes in the trailer who all look the same. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can I can see what they're going for and what they're trying to do. And the main character's like a woman. So I was like, all right. Um, and I'm fine with them doing that kind of a message. But you just have to like, I, I don't know. When I go to see a movie like that and knowing like kind of what they're going for going in, mm-hmm. I'm expecting to get some kind of unique perspective by the end of it. Or like they elaborate further or they show me some new like way of looking at this particular issue. Right. And like I, I didn't 
feel like I got that at all. It's the ending was just building up to revealing like um, men are hor- like men can be horrible in society and to women. So it's like, like the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it like that was like basically the I mean, there's more to it than just that. But I mean, that was seemed to be like what the movie was focused on being about. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't know if you feel the same. But like, it's it's like I, I just want when I see a movie like that, I want to like to be like shown a new perspective in some way, or like oh, I get you, be be like introduced to like a new idea, and like that felt like it didn't really elaborate on that idea any more than that, and I felt like it needed to, and yeah, and also yeah, and like I said before, the movie just is a bunch of weird shit for no reason in like in editing in the filming of it that like doesn't make sense (laughs) it it seemed like it wanted to be like um like a charlie kaufman film something like um thinking of ending things but a horror movie Mm. um but that just doesn't seem very good in execution no i haven't seen uh a Charlie Kaufman film, I don't think. You're missing out. You should so. watch um everything. No, fuck. Um I'm thinking of ending things. Because it has um that same lead actress. Oh, does it? Oh, it's the same yeah. lady. Okay. Huh. Yeah, she was good in, in I like her a lot. She's men. really good. She was in um yeah. Chernobyl. She's great in that. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I have I have to watch Chernobyl too. I'm like behind so many TV shows. Good lord. You're behind on culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't discount the actors in the movie either because they they all do an extremely good job. Yeah. Like uh, her especially, and then also Rory Kinnear because he, yeah. he plays like all these different roles in it, like all these different men. He even plays a, a boy at one point. And it's okay. the only time I'm okay with them CGIing a face onto somebody. Oh, they like because, CGI'd the head on him, a little boy. Yeah, like his head onto like a little boy's body. That's what they do in George <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> what well, flashbacks? Really? Yeah, they whenever it's a flashback, <laughs> they just take George Lopez's current sized head and just put it on a, like a boy. So it's oh like this God. tiny boy with this huge head. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they yeah. do it better than that, but. Well, yeah, and like they didn't like you know how like when that happens, it's always like you're so you feel something wrong in your gut, it's, like uh, it's yeah, like uncanny uneasy. valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that worked to the movie's favor because I mean, it's like a creepy scene, and like you see him, and like just something not right about the look of him, and it actually worked out really well. Unlike when like Marvel does it, or, or like Captain America, or She-Hulk. I think know. a good example is like how David Lynch uses like CG. Where it's mm. like not very realistic or very good. Yeah. But in that world and in that kind of moment, it feels very okay. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely that's definitely what what I thought they were going for with that. Yeah, but now I won't go into spoilers or anything with it. Uh I think it's worth a watch. It, it wasn't watch. horrible. It was okay. So I'm, you know, and I want, and yeah, I know you were still trying to see it. So yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything too much. So now I think I'm not going to see it in theaters. I'll wait a bit. Um, 
but I'll, I do want to yeah, eventually see you. it. There is some cool stuff in it. I, I will say that like that, that, that like really surreal scene near the end is like, it, it's like cool in, uh, as an idea. I know? think Alex Garland's really good at building up to an ending. Yeah. I think that's no, one of his definitely. strong points. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What well, this movie we're going to talk about today, I feel like has a, uh, a really strong ending that he kind of builds up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about another Alex Garland smash hit film called Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman. Um, yeah, Ooh. and I this is a movie that I think we saw originally in theaters when it yes. came out. Um, because I remember we were like, uh, we were like, okay, you know, this is the movie, and then the last twenty minutes happened. We were like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember when this movie came out, a lot of, like, people, like, dads that went to see it, because they're like, ooh, a sci-fi movie with an all-girl cast? Oh, hubba hubba, you know? (laughs) And then they get some weird, almost body horror, abstract (laughs) surrealism (laughs) that isn't very explained. No, not at all. (laughs) And people are like... Well, that fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, and I think we were the only people probably in that theater that was like, that fucking ruled. Yeah. Yeah, my my jaw was like on the floor for the whole ending. Because it was like, up to that point, I'd never seen like a super surreal like film in theaters. Oh, yeah. Where like, and like, I, I, and at that point, I think I'd already watched David Lynch and like loved it. Like I've seen The Return and... So you can appreciate stuff like that more. Yeah. Your mind is more susceptible to it. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, I'm so glad I'm seeing this in a theater right now. I was like, I'm so glad I'm seeing Natalie Portman dance with a silver person (laughs) for 10 minutes. With silver surfer. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I kind of wanted to go into the background of this movie because it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, so this this film it's written and directed by Alex Garland, but it's also based on a book by Jeff Vandermeer. Okay, and I guess it's also called Annihilation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the author of the book actually wrote it to be a trilogy, uh, but then, and but immediately got the sold the rights to make it as a film, even when I don't even think the book was done yet. Oh. So the book so, wasn't even out? No, yeah. I think it came out eventually, but he was working with Alex Garland throughout the writing of it to like so Alex would like figure out the themes of it and so it's then the movie is not a direct one to one adaption of the book. There's a lot of different stuff in it, but it has like the same type of themes. So Garland kind of took what they had and kind of ran his own thing with it? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my understanding of it. That's pretty cool. And the, yeah, and the the author like worked with him and okayed it all the way. So I mean, I thought it was kind of cool that the author was that willing to let let someone take that much creative liberty with like his own like IP. Yeah, that know? doesn't happen a lot. No, and another thing that's interesting about it too is the author intended it to be a trilogy when he wrote the first book, but yeah. Alex did not. And then this. To, like the movie to be have any sequels at all 
when he made it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it just kind of ended up um, working out for b- both of them, I feel like. I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it's good if it's anything like the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of it's a, kind of a little, a little interesting uh, production background. Yeah, and then uh, this unfortunately had a really bad uh, reception at the box office. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It like it like did not make its budget back at all by like ten million dollars. It grossed like forty three million against like a fifty five million dollar budget. Yeah, and it's rough. usually more than that plus advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's probably more yeah. like seventy something million. Oh yeah. I don't remember how much this was advertised back then, but they had to have dumped a bunch I remember of it was it. it was around. I remember I would see commercials for it. Oh, but damn. I think um I think it kind of flopped the same way um Robert Eggers films flop, like The Witch. Mm. Where um it's very a- appealable to normal audiences. Yeah. So that first weekend everyone goes to see it. And then those people can't really comprehend it or they don't really appreciate it. And then they go tell everyone at work, school, whatever, just not to go see it. And it's a waste of time. (laughs) And then no one goes and sees it. (laughs) Because I think that's what happens with every Robert Eggers film. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely feel see that happening with something like The Northman, where it like the trailers and stuff appeal to a general audience. And if yeah. people go to see it opening weekend, they're like, what the fuck was that? And I think <laughs> A24, um, bless their hearts, is very um, big victim of that, where they mm. really make their movies appealable to a wide audience. And I almost feel like they're forced to, because yeah. how can you sell some of those concepts? You know? Right. Like, imagine being the guy that has to, like, like okay, here's Under the Skin. Make it make dads want to go see it. You know, Scarlett Johansson just drives around for an hour. Doesn't talk. Go sell that, you know, right? So I don't blame them. But yeah, I I think Alex Garland, at least with this film, um, is kind of falling victim to that. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see this film being marketed in like a, a, a broad way, especially like with Natalie Portman and like a whole cast of like all female soldier scientist I mean, people. When you when you tell like the base plot of the movie, it sounds like a pretty general science fiction thing. You know, alien thing crashes yeah. down, creates um, a strange new world, affects the creatures, the environment, and a team of four women have to go in to figure out what's going on. Like it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's a pretty easy to digest plot yeah definitely and it, yeah it gets interesting in the the uh, the execution of it which yeah. is, is kind of cool um but yeah then I, I i guess after the poor um reception i didn't remember this but a couple like a month later they sold the rights to netflix like almost immediately in march and it came out wow. in february so like after that they just dumped it onto Netflix. <laughs> that might have been like the f- first movie to start that trend then, because I feel like it's more I, right? and more common now. It's like after the theater run, what streaming service is going to offer us the most money for this? <laughs> yeah, and that 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 theater run, by the way, was only in North America and China, I think. 
Wow. So, and I guess they were they were just waiting to see how it did before they went to other countries. And once they saw it flop, they're like, Netflix, let's I, go. I do remember when Hideo Kojima saw it because you posted on Twitter about it nonstop for a week. Really? And I was like, yeah, of course <laughs> Kojima would like this. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, I think both of us really, really enjoy this movie. Um, I, you, I I like it. You like it a lot. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I like love it. You've you've convinced you've made me agree that it's a horror movie. <laughs> just to, just so you can talk about this right now. I feel like it's as much of a horror movie as The Witches to me. I'll okay. Rewatching it, I get that vibe more. There's a couple yeah. of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think of uh, other movies that kind of are on that that borderline. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun. I'm gonna. I I wrote some movies down here that oh, okay. I think are borderline could be a horror, could fall into thriller, could fall into suspense. And I'm I'm gonna oh. see what what you think. And I think I'm pretty sure you've seen all of these movies. Oh, okay. So I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's commonly called a horror movie. Yeah. Do you, would you put that uh, in horror? I, I would. I would. I too. mean, it's it's a horror thriller. Because especially like the ending. But yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. And, yeah. Yeah. All, the, one, all the Buffalo Bill stuff too. Yeah. That, yeah I, that, I'd say that's a horror. That movie. one I definitely agree with. Okay. Yeah. Under the Skin. Yes, definitely horror. Yeah, I would give it yeah. that. It doesn't have I don't like even think about that one. It's just like body horror, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to pitch it as a horror movie, but when you're watching it and your skin is crawling, you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> this one baffles me. Okay. Parasite. No. What? If you go on Hulu right now, it is under the horror category. That makes no sense to me at all. I same. The only thing I can think of is there's one terrifying shot of when it's like that flashback of the kid eating the cake. Oh, and that yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That is like the only scary thing. And I'll give <laughs> Bong Joon Ho credit. Like he doesn't necessarily make um like genre films, mm-hmm. but I do not think that's a horror movie. <laughs> and I'm no. pretty lean- lenient on what I consider a horror movie, and I don't think that is. No, it, that um, I, yeah, that, that that's baffling to me. Is it? It's on Hulu. Categorizes it's that? under horror. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Um, this one I have had people that I've shown this film to tell me it's not a horror movie, and I consider it a horror movie, and it's actually one of my favorites. Is Green Room? Oh, that's totally a horror movie. Okay, thank but, you. Some people are like, yeah. no, it's more of a thriller. <laughs> no. And I'm like, well, if that's a thriller, then I saw The Devil's a Thriller. But that's clearly a horror movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, I mean, what would it be? Oh, a thriller, I guess? But Yeah, like right. suspense crime thriller. I don't know. Oh, but no. no, it's very, it's very, it's scary. It's a scary movie. Yeah, I know it definitely is. Just, oh. just that scene where that guy gets his arm yeah. cut up through the door is fucking Ugh, I I can never get that image out of my brain. Right? It's brutal. All right, and finally, Donnie Darko. Uh, oh, that one's tough. I, I actually I'm just watched saying it's a horror. 
I would but, consider it horror. Yeah. But when you add it all together, I think it's more than that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I could put it in a horror, but that would be, like, the subcategory. Oh, okay. If that, that makes sense. But it's definitely more like a psychological drama, I think. But I see that categorized. Like, I see, like, Frank the Rabbit when, like, there's, like, pictures of, like, all the horror icons. Like, he's there. And I'm like, I don't think he really fits in with, like, Michael Myers and Chucky. (laughs) You know? But people put him on that pedestal. And I'm like, yeah, Frank's great. But, like, he's not really like that. That's not his deal, you know? It's definitely not as schlocky as, like, other horror, like, slasher oh, movie villains. No. It's like, he does not deserve to be in there. I think it's just aesthetically, I think the same group of people kind of like that. So. <laughs> I can well, see that. All right. I just wanted to, to to give you a little thing. I just wanted to see your thoughts. Because you've, you've, I guess, convinced me that Annihilation is a horror movie. I do. I think I, I was and even more confident about it by rewatching it today. I, I agree. When you first told me you want to do this, I was like, uh, but then as I was watching it, I was like, okay, you won. Yeah. And then it got me thinking about other ones that I was like, if on the fence about, or I've seen mm-hmm. people be like on the fence about. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cause I honestly, I feel like this movie, cause you know how the, in the witch it's like, a constant building of like dread yeah yeah it, i feel like this movie does a very similar thing to that where there, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like immediate horror scenes it just builds up but like yeah constantly it's i feel like even at the beginning of the movie there's a sense of uneasiness that yes. kind of just gets like amplified as you go along and it's like i think it helps that you're following natalie portman's character um through like a very tough time yeah and i realized why you like this movie because you love your (laughs) your character movies i do i I was watching this and i forgot how focused it was on like natalie portman for like all the flashbacks i'm like oh that fuck that's why he likes this that's why he likes this movie so much (laughs) it's true character driven sci-fi is like uh that's like i will like it most of the time <laughs> yeah so i just i just thought that was funny i realized like like something like synapses clicked in my brain i was like oh that's why he likes this movie so much yeah i don't, I don't know if you've seen ex machina but i have yes that, I like oh okay yeah that's a good one that's very character driven as well um but not it's not really a horror movie i i, no. I wanted to do an alex garland um episode just because the man was coming out and like yeah. I was trying to figure out which movie would be better, and I just figured Annihilation, because I yeah. feel like that leans a lot more into horror than there Ex Machina does. There are definitely two scenes that I would consider straight horror, and that mm-hmm. is the bear scene and that, like, found footage scene. Oh, yeah. That I'd is say, straight I'd say all horror. the found footage scenes are, like... True, yeah, there is <laughs> that final horrific. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, this is a, a has a great it's a great stacked cast. Um, mm-hmm. We've got like Natalie Portman as the main character uh, named Lena, um, Jennifer Jason Lee as Doctor Ventress. I love Jennifer Jason Lee. I feel like she is very underrated. 
She is. She's I, great in everything she's in. Yeah. My first exposure to her was in um, season three of Twin Peaks. Oh, really? And, yeah. And then from there, I saw her in like Hateful Eight yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. And like, she always yeah, just shows really up. <laughs> yeah. She's just there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. She's in this. Nice. <laughs> Give her a leading role in something. Good guy. She deserves it. Yeah, she's in Good Time, too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's, like, girlfriend. Yeah, that weird girlfriend yeah. that just gives him money. <laughs> yeah. That's not their good movie. Um, yeah, then we have G- uh, Gina Rodriguez is the character Anya, who I-, I guess she's in, like, that TV show Jane the Virgin, which I've never seen before. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna agree with you. <laughs> and then we've got Tuta Novotny as Cass, um, one of our other set of main characters. And then finally, Oscar Isaac as Kane, um, who plays the like husband of Lena. Mm-hmm. Um, who I mean, you can't not love a movie with Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac I mean, is that's great. Me. Yeah, I question his more recent roles. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he is great. I'm I'm sold. Like you just tell me Oscar Isaac's the lead. I'm in. Right. Yeah, I, I've heard that movie Inside the uh, Louis Davis is really good. I haven't seen it yet. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this had a really good um, stacked cast, which I think for me actually is something I wanted to talk about. I kind of wish they casted it differently. Um. Because, like, I'm not a huge fan of Natalie Portman in this movie really? for some reason. Really? Yeah. I think she's great. She she does a good enough job. I but like I was just Natalie thinking, Portman. like, how much better it could have been if she was, like, a lesser known actor. Oh, okay. Sure. I don't, I don't know. It's, like, it's hard for me to, like, completely buy the, buy her as the character because I just see her. You just I, see I just Natalie see Portman? Yeah. Sounds like a you Which, problem, buddy. It is a you. It is a me problem because I don't see the same with Oscar Isaac for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I, I don't care as much about. Yeah, I mean he. I don't think Oscar Isaac necessarily plays a character. He's more of sort of Lena's motivation. Yeah, definitely. You get you get a good idea of what his his personality w- was like before mm-hmm. the the big event of this movie, but like. Yeah, he's definitely there mostly to, um, like, uh, have a lot of interesting stuff going on with Lena's character, the main character. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what, if we want to go into uh, complete spoilers now, or do you want to give your thoughts on it? Um, I'll I'll give my thoughts. Um, yeah, I I like this movie a lot. I I will admit I don't love it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I do like all the horror parts. Um the bear scene has always stuck with me. Um, especially when he like gets really close and when he like opens his mouth, it's like her, the woman screaming (laughs) and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. That's nightmare fuel. Um, I like one thing I really like about this movie is the music. It's like all Mm. acoustic. Yeah. And it gave me very last of us vibes because last of us does the same thing. Mm hmm. Uh, it's very like contradicting, I think, uh, which fits really well. I think it adds a lot of like, it adds a lot of harmony to something that's very scary. 
<laughs> yeah. But in context of, I guess, what's going on, it's also very natural. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one thing I do, my, my, probably my biggest complaint is the lens flares. My, oh. my man, Alex, he needs to turn them down. <laughs> I felt like I was watching a JJ Abrams movie. There's I think, just so many lens flares. I, I can agree with that. I also, I, I also felt like watching it this time, I felt like there was a lot more obvious post-production yeah. editing going on than when I saw it before. Because like when they get to um, this place they call the Shimmer in the movie, a lot of the movie gets like over, like get really gets really bright and like overexposed. Mm-hmm. But like you can tell, it's like a digital effect, and they didn't actually shoot it like that. Um, yeah, it, 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 it didn't look all that great, but I mean, it was fine. It would have been cooler if they did, I guess, more practical effects there. Right. But, I yeah. mean, you know how fucking expensive it would be <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, that that'd would be, be probably like their entire budget. <laughs> uh, and it's what- probably hard to convince the studio head. Uh, to like keep funding the movie if they're sending dailies and all the yeah. shots are like overexposed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I get like the, they wanted it to be really like pretty almost like <clears throat> it's so like good looking, like you can't look away yet. You know, it's something really evil and sinister. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I just, some of it looking back is very not, uh, not that it's bad. No, it's just, it, it, it's it just works. noticeable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I think I do like the most of it um, is because it reminds me a bit of my all-time favorite movie, which is Stalker, mm. which is essentially these three men who go into what's called the zone, which is a area created by something falling from the sky and having oh. mysterious effects on the land. <laughs> so it's literally Stalker. <laughs> it is... It is stalker, <laughs> but a bit less ex- existential. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because stalker, they know what's in the center, right? They know mm-hmm. when they get to the room in the center, uh, your most subconscious desire will be fulfilled. And oh. the thing about the zone is that these people called stalkers basically studied it and they've worked with it and they know how to traverse it. So there's no real straight paths, yet there's no one way to get to it. It's entirely situational. It entirely determined by your intentions, by your heart, um, where your mindset is. So there's so many, like, different ways it could go wrong. Yeah, and even the stalker does not fully understand the zone, but he knows how to traverse it. Um, So it's a bunch of cool shit like that. But Annihilation, I think, would essentially be uh, the almost, I guess, the beginning of Stalker. Like, if something were to crash and create some form of mysterious zone, mm-hmm. and a team was going in to explore it, it would probably be more like that. Yeah. But, but the whole concept of it is very similar to Stalker. Oh, okay. And that was like a lot of the vibes I was getting, especially as they all sort of start to kind of lose their mind. Yeah. Because because essentially, Stalker, you just have um, a scientist 
a, a writer who's represents like the artist and then the stalker who represents like spirituality and like connection with nature. So you have these three very, I guess, rivaling worldviews all come together in a really high stress situation. Uh, and they all kind of get oh. at each other and completely destroy each other's uh, basically life outlook. Uh, so, but this, um, in Annihilation, you don't have that, uh, you just have monsters. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, that works out. <laughs> but, I mean, I do appreciate it as kind of like a little, little nod, you know, a little tip of the hat to yeah. Stalker. I mean, maybe, um, because you, you said it was actually written by this author, maybe he was, um, a fan of Stalker. Because Stalker is actually, before Tarkovsky did his, it was actually a short story. Oh, so, really? Yeah, okay. maybe he was a fan of the book. Maybe he was a fan of the movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, had to be. But it's more of a, a sci-fi stalker, I guess I would say, is how I would explain Annihilation. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I like it a lot. I think this Annihilation is is, is good. I 100% would recommend it to anybody. Um, this, this, honestly, movie kind of reminds me of Predator, Oh, okay. Where the movie kind of changes into something else midway through. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. like when Predator came out, all these dads were like, oh, yeah, cool, new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He's in the war. He's going to shoot people. And then it turns into, like, an alien movie. And all the dads <laughs> were like, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was just going to kill some people. Oh, there's an alien? I don't want any of this sci-fi I don't crap. want any of this sci-fi garbage. What the hell? You know? I, I feel like this uh, does that. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, but, but let's get into, let's get into spoilers. Sure, right? let's do it. Um, so if you haven't seen it, um, go find a way to watch Annihilation. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now. I, yeah, I not that I saw anywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's worth a buy, though. I feel like if you like sci-fi, um, and it is, I would say, semi-body horror-ish. There are body horror elements. Yeah, definitely go see this movie if you haven't before you listen to us talk about spoilers. Yeah, because this cause... movie, um, it's one of those movies where once you see the ending, you'll probably want to watch it again knowing what you know. Right, yeah, Because exactly. you can look at the movie with a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start uh, with our main character, uh, Lena, uh, who is interrog- getting interrogated um, by these men in these hazmat suits. Uh, and we find out pretty quickly that this is actually the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, which kind of remind me of like, like Dennis Villeneuve stuff, like Arrival kind of does that as well. Yeah, um, I yeah I I compare this movie and Arrival like pretty they're like very similar very similar setup wise yeah uh, and essentially we learned that um, Natalie Portman went through something and she is the only survivor and we then uh, do kind of like a flashback to her current life she's like a professor um, a biologist and mm-hmm. she we find that her husband has died. Or has gone missing for the last year um, in the war. She just assumed he's dead. And Lena here has been having an affair 
with another one of the professors. Oh my uh, god. If you can call it an affair, right? Because <laughs> he's dead. Well, no, wait, she was she was banging him even with with Oscar Isaacs around, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they were I think it's implied that she whenever he goes off to on his like yeah, military missions that she shacks up with this guy. So. Come on, you got Oscar. <laughs> I know, that's you know? my thing. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You know, we're not women. We don't we don't understand. We can't put ourselves in their their shoes. Um, yeah, so that very dude, he's, he's got a jawline that would give Bruce Campbell a run for his money. Yeah. Like, very, very structured jawline. When when I was watching this movie, um, my girlfriend was just only watching the parts of Oscar Isaac. Really? Yeah, she's like, ooh, Oscar. <laughs> and she'd come in and watch, and then he'd go off the screen, and she'd kind of just get up and walk away. <laughs> that was the same when we watched Dune, too. Every time like Oscar was on the screen, I... I I could, I could feel her like uh, like hand clench my arm, like tighter. She's like, oh. she's like, look at that beard. And I'm like, yeah, he's a good looking dude. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she is at home, and I think at this point she's finally moving on because she's painting the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of took that as her you know kind of redoing her life maybe putting memories behind uh and then guess who shows up the man himself oscar isaacs <laughs> who has been dead for a year yeah and she's like freaking out uh she's like asking him questions and he's not telling her anything uh and almost like it's genuine like Lee, like he doesn't know anything yeah. It almost feels like that's kind of what he's like conveying. Uh and then he starts getting a nosebleed and starts like getting dizzy, so she calls an ambulance. Uh on the ambulance ride, he is uh, I think they say he's having a seizure. Mm-hmm. And but then a bunch of armored cars stop the ambulance with guns and pull Oscar out and knock out Natalie Portman. Oh. And she wakes up in kind of a spooky laboratory room uh, where we're then introduced to Jennifer Jason Leigh's character, who is the psychologist. And I guess she's kind of running the whole thing. (laughs) And Yeah, I would say so. She's asking Natalie Portman all these questions, you know, like, how long has your husband been back? Have you contacted? Has he contacted you since? Blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, Natalie Portman's kind of putting all the pieces together, like, these aren't police... This is probably something bigger. Uh, and then they show her that basically she's on the edge. Do they even say like where it is in the States? Uh, not that I remember. I don't think they said it where it was. Considering it was swampy, it would have to be somewhere like more south, maybe like Louisiana or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's That sounds right. But essentially something has fallen from the sky and crashed into this lighthouse and created this sort of zone as as you will um mm-hmm. which is changing uh the animals the air the wildlife and it's slowly spreading and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and they said it's months until it reaches their laboratory which is on the edge of the shimmer as they call it and they said it's only a matter of time before it spreads and basically takes over uh the state 
the country and on the world. Uh, so Natalie Portman meets uh, these other women who she finds out are going to go into the shimmer tomorrow. And Natalie Portman starts to realize that her husband went in there and mm-hmm. made it out, which is hasn't happened before. Everyone who has gone in has never come back. And they don't even know if they're dead or not. They just go in and they don't come out. Uh, which, another thing, very similar to Stalker. Uh, <laughs> but... I gotta watch Stalker now. Watch Jeez. Stalker. It's my favorite movie of all time. We can have a Stalker <laughs> episode. Um, is that on HBO? It is on HBO. I think they nice. just added it. Hell yeah! Watch it. Um, if not, <laughs> I'll let you borrow my my Criterion collection. Hell so, yeah, brother. Um, yeah. So Natalie Portman um meets these uh three women um all of them are various different uh scientists um basically there's their their theory is they've always sent men in and it hasn't worked out what if we send in a women team right uh and also the the men they sent in previously were primarily military guys they're all military dudes so now they they're like okay what if we send in a bunch of people who are primarily scientists and smart people and let's see what happens Mm -hmm. so they send a team and we find out that jennifer jason lay is going to be leading this team um and her reason being is that basically they have been here for years and have nothing to show for it right so she's like basically fuck it i'm going in and we are going to figure this out yeah, and at, at that point in the movie, I guess, at least I took the implication that maybe she feels bad for all the yeah. teams that she sent in there she to does have it come back. say that, yeah. She's like, I've sent, so I've picked, because she's the one that picks the people to go in. Yeah. And she's like, no one's come out, so she sent all these people to die. So she wants to kind of go in, um, maybe a bit of revenge, maybe a bit of kind of making up. Um, So that's her reasoning. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Portman's like, I'm going in, going in with you guys, <laughs> yeah, because uh, she wants to figure out what's wrong with her husband, right? And and she also is, um, but another part of her motivation is that she has a theory going on that um, her husband actually knew about the cheating when he last Ooh, left, because yeah. mm-hmm. their their last meeting together is shown, and it's like he's very cold to her and doesn't kiss her. He says yeah. he loves her, but he just kind of gets up and leaves abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I think she feels super guilty about that. And she says that she she owes it to him uh, right. at one point to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so they go in the next day. They go through the shimmer. Uh, and we don't see much. We just see Natalie Portman waking up. And they basically have camp. However, their food rations shown that they've been there for three days. And none of them even remember setting up camp. <laughs> they just remember going in. Uh, and so they're like, okay, that's weird. Let's keep moving. <laughs> uh, so they eventually go and they find uh, what was, I guess, the old base for their operation before the Shimmer took that. And 
there is where they find where one of the teams must have gone missing or died or whatever happened to them because there was a bunch of like writing on the wall all their gear was there and that is where they find a video uh which is where i think this the horror element kind of comes in play of oscar isaacs on the video and he is cutting a man's stomach open and they're peeling his skin back and you see the guy's insides moving like worms <laughs> yeah. and they're like they're like black too it's not even like intestines like it looks like some like an eel is in him yeah it literally looks like that <laughs> it's pretty horrifying yeah and part of what makes this scene so horrifying for me is that oscar isaac's expression yeah is like if if like someone was like I, I don't know. They, they were like dissecting like a frog. Yeah. It's like, like something like is interesting to them. They're like, it, it, yeah, it's so weird. It's so creepy. Yeah. Like almost like not really like a mad scientist, but just like, like this man he's cutting into is not alive. Like despite him screaming. Right. Yeah. And the way yeah, he, he like he, peels it oh. back is so like crude. Right, yeah. Like, he, he just wants to get in there and see yeah. what's in there, like, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's weird. He's, like, smiling. Yeah, it's it's creepy. So this is when um, the kind of mania gets set into all of their minds, and they start freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Natalie Portman sees on the, a chalkboard that the previous team had set up Night Shift, um, to guard them while the others sleep. So she's like, hey, we don't know what's out there. Maybe that's a good idea. So they do that. Uh, and then in the middle of the night, uh, Natalie Portman goes to um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, who is on the night duty. And she's just like, hey, you know, like we're this many days um, from the lighthouse. We should go hit up this like little town that we evacuated earlier. And then we can hit the lighthouse in like two days. And they're like, great cool and then they hear something (laughs) so one of the other girls comes out and she's like what's that then out of nowhere bam bear grabs her drags her away uh (laughs) everyone's freaking out it's the middle of the night they can't see anything uh and then they start blaming natalie portman uh thinking that she had something to do with that girl getting carried away right uh, and this is where uh, basically they kind of set a divide between Natalie Portman and just uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh on a team and then the other two women. Mm-hmm. And basically they're like, okay, whatever. We don't like each other. But the fastest way, like it took us like six days to get here. It's only two days to the lighthouse. We might as well just go. Yeah. So they all agree. They go to the light uh they get to that town they were talking about uh and then in the middle of the night uh one of the girls who it's presumed was pretty good friends with the girl that got taken by the bear Mm -hmm. uh basically uh knocks everybody out ties them up to a chair holds them hostage and then as she's going the spiel of monologuing she's like i'm gonna cut you guys open to see if you guys are infected (laughs) uh that's when she hears a noise. She goes outside, and sure enough, it's the bear. He's and back. This is probably the most memorable scene of the film. I know, like when it came out, everyone was talking about this, like because it's like a zombie yeah. bear. <laughs> yeah. Like half of his face is like a skull. It's really right. cool. And yeah. 
when he growls or like i don't know bears don't bark what what <laughs> what what noise do bears make they roar they roar that's the word that's a strong <laughs> word it's a strong word for a bear yeah good job <laughs> Um, when he roars, it makes the scream of like his victims, <laughs> like he assimilated them into himself. So he's like getting up in their face and you just hear like these women screaming every time he opens his mouth. It's horrifying. Yeah. Then he starts attacking everyone. Uh, eventually one of them's able to get a gun and just fucking shoot his face with a hundred bullets. <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> yeah. uh, then um in the morning, I think Natalie Portman has kind of put the pieces together that essentially um all the cells of everything, the plants, the animals, even themselves are constantly dividing. Right. And multiplying. And yeah. the DNA so normally, I guess, um, you can't breed animals that aren't in the same species, um, very similar to, like, flowers and stuff like that. However, whatever's happening in the shimmer is. So everything is kind of combining into one thing. Right. And I think one of the characters says at one point, it's like it's like, like shooting light through, like, a, a prism. Yeah, or like mm -hmm. it gets like refracted and everything yeah, kind of gets blended together, mm -hmm. and like that's kind of similar to what's happening in the Shimmer, where it's like right. it everything that you're near, you kind of merge your DNA with whatever other living organism is there. Yeah, because so she like, took like a sample from a plant and had human DNA in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which mm -hmm. is pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and eventually that causes um one of the uh, uh lasser girls to go mad and uh it's a pretty cool shot i didn't really like I, I guess notice this um the first time i watched it but she basically says hey i don't want to die by any mutant bears i don't want to starve to death i'm just kind of going to accept the shimmer right <laughs> and she's walking and as she's walking you see her start to grow like flowers and she yeah. goes like out into the forest and Natalie Portman chases after her and then the girl's just gone <laughs> and it's safe to assume she became kind of a part of it because there's like all these like flower people yeah they're like these plants that are human shaped so I, I, I assume she just became one of those yeah it, uh, what I like about that is that it doesn't it doesn't explicitly reveal which one she is yeah she's just one of like the many yeah <laughs> it's and it's cool. safe to assume that's like either the people that went in or maybe the people that couldn't get evacuated. Mm, Something along those lines. Into. Yeah. That makes so, sense. So finally Natalie Portman makes it to the beach and there's all these cool like glass uh, like palm trees almost I would describe them as. Oh yeah. Uh, I would assume I don't know maybe that's something with the sand because you know sand you heat it up and it makes glass. Yeah. I'm not That's a chemist. What I assumed as I'm well. not smart. Uh, <laughs> but she she gets to the lighthouse and she sees basically a giant hole uh that's in line with where like the comet or whatever crashed into that goes underground. But in there in that lighthouse room she sees a burnt body 
uh <laughs> with like basically like the background like the wall was burned around them which reminded me of like philip jeffries in twin peaks fire walk with me you know when he like appears in that hotel oh screaming yeah that's all that... that's what i thought of <laughs> um but and she sees a tripod of a camera so she watches it turns out it's her boy oscar and <laughs> oscar he almost sounds like like a crazy person uh like he's like rambling on and i didn't know this the first time watch but actually if you um pay attention uh, you see his shadow, and there's another person's shadow behind him. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so it's like someone behind the camera. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, and Oscar basically uh, takes a phosphorus grenade, sits down, and pulls the pin, and just burns alive. <laughs> uh, and then as he's burning, we see him walk into frame. <laughs> yes and that's when it clicks you're like oh the oscar that came back is not the oscar isaacs yeah <laughs> um so nelly portman's like all right i gotta go in that hole she goes in the hole uh and that's where jennifer jason lay is and she's just kind of rambling to herself and you can see <laughs> yeah. it's like you can't really it's hard to tell because it's not really in focus but her face is kind of like one blob yeah, she has like no eyes. And yeah, it's weird. Um, and then she just fucking explodes with light, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And from her forms like this silver man, and it's <laughs> it's actually really cool. I like the part where Natalie Portman immediately just starts shooting him, and the bullets go through him and like spiral. But they're still like connected to him. Yeah, that was so he has really, like all these like cool, cool branches coming from him. <laughs> and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." So she runs up the hole. He's chasing after her, uh, and then she's about to get out, and he slams her against the wall. And as she's struggling, like the more the thing is like pushing against her, and that's when she realizes it's like mimicking her. Mm-hmm. So she like eases up. And so does it. And she starts like doing movement and it's like perfectly mimicking her. (laughs) And that's where she kind of gets it. You know? Right. It clicks for her what's going on. And but one thing that's so creepy about this scene is like the silver thing doesn't seem malicious at all. It just seems very curious. Right. Yeah, it doesn't seem actively trying to harm her at all. Yeah, because there's like a part where she falls down and then because she like tries to get out and he like throws her down and then he like quickly gets on the ground to mimic exactly how she's laying down. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's trying to learn how to be human or to be her. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Natalie Portman's like, okay, I have an idea. So she takes another one of those phosphorus grenades gets real close to him and then like pulls the pin and just kind of hands it to the thing and then it runs away (laughs) and then boom it blows up and it's pretty horrifying because like at that moment it became natalie portman oh yeah his face is like slowly melting away yeah like you, you get a shot of the 
the copy of her, the doppelganger, as the door is closing, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of burning, and you just see like her skin is like coming off, and yeah, it's yeah, and it's, it's just standing it's there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and it looks as a very like shocked and kind of sad expression. Yeah, like sad and confused. Face. Yeah, like it doesn't know why she did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she kind of runs out of the lighthouse. And the lighthouse goes up in flames. Um, it's yeah. safe to say it burns everything in there. Yeah, because I think it's yeah. The 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 doppelganger seems to be purposefully burning the whole thing. Yeah, like it's like rubbing its hands on the walls and like mm-hmm. just letting the whole thing aflame. It goes down to the hole and like that whole thing goes up in flames. It's like that's all the source of the shimmer that is going on. That's what it seems like. Yeah, it seems like he was. Right. And yeah. whatever's in that hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we go back to... Um, back where she's getting interrogated. And he's like, yeah, like, after that lighthouse burned down, everything was cool again. Uh, so you can go see your husband now. Uh, <laughs> so she goes and is like, I, I know what you are. And uh, he, like, they hug... And then we see that her eyes turn like that kind of alienish. So we know like she's infected or it is still in her DNA. Right. Yeah. Whatever that exactly means. <laughs> and that's where it ends. <laughs> yep. It's a great ending. So break it down for me, Brad. What do you think that's all about? What's I actually I have a theory. All right, give me your theory. This is what I'm here for. Okay. Well, I think the obviously this movie it deals a lot with like themes of grief. Yes. Um, but I think the primary theory, and it's something that every character is going through, and at some stage or another, is self destruction. Yes. Yeah. That's that word is commonly like brought up a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Natalie Portman not only was self-destructing in the shimmer by going by choosing to go in the shimmer which mm-hmm. is basically a suicide mission for all they know yeah but outside of that she was self-destructing her marriage by sleeping with that guy while mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac was off on other missions um yeah. Oscar Isaac's character self-destruct chose when, to go on these missions right yeah he chose Willingly. to go on this specific suicide mission after finding out that i don't reveal it explicitly but yeah i think it's, it's pretty clear he knows yeah that, that it was she's a suicide cheating on him yeah yeah. yeah yeah and like one of the girls is a drug addict or an alcoholic yes. yeah um jennifer jason lay it turns out she was going through cancer mm-hmm. and she knew she didn't have long to live that's why she went to this mission right yeah so she just had nothing left to lose at that point by going in mm-hmm. um yeah, and then to the Tessa Thompson character, she's she's been like cutting herself. Yeah, and like she's like suicidal. Depressed. Yeah, so it's like all of these characters are kind of uh, on this path of self destruction that leads them to the shimmer, and then the shimmer amplifies those feelings tenfold. And a lot of them, as we've described, don't make it out of there, other than that yeah. important. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, and I think, like, Oscar Isaac's character, the reason he did the phosphorus grenade thing, I mean, 
by the time he got in there, he, he like I said, those feelings of self-destruction and depression amplified themselves. And like, then he's all of a sudden his, he's not even sure who he is like physically anymore. Like yeah. he sees, he saw his friend is like moving inside. He's like, I'm changing. I don't even know like, who yeah. I am anymore. Like my wife doesn't, my wife cheats on me. Like my marriage is a sham. I love her, but I, how could she do this to me? Like, right. He's just having a complete breakdown and uh, in the shimmer because of everything that's going on. And yeah, he chooses to kill himself. And then he lets this new version of himself go to his wife. Um, which I, I have a theory about that. And then uh, also Lena's character, but, I, I wanted to say that the whole the whole like message of the movie is kind of like okay self destruction to the point that you, like you are actually harming yourself is not good yeah however <laughs> you can like you can use the like that like not like exactly self destruction but like you know like. Maybe like rebuilding yourself into something new. Kind of like how Natalie Portman, I think, had kind of like a self-actualizing moment at the end. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where she's like, you you have to reckon, like, that's why I feel like there was like a clone of her. Because it mm-hmm. was like, you have to recognize that self-destructive, those self-destructive tendencies in that makes sense. yourself. And then but from then, you can build yourself up back new and like kind of have a better life and like kind of move on past those kind of feelings. Right. And the, the characters that die and don't make it to the end, they can't overcome those feelings. Like Jennifer Jason Lee, the cancer thing gets mm-hmm. to her. She explodes into light for some reason, you know, like all the yeah. characters get killed by like a freakish bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Tessa Thompson turns into a flower lady. Um, yeah. So I, that's what I feel like is at the end, I feel like, her cells and stuff are like they're just like something new, like something fresh. And I think it's one like of the start. Ca- right, and one of the characters is at the end, the Benedict Wong character. I don't quite remember his name, but he asks her like at the very end, like this thing was trying to destroy everything. It was it was horrible, and she's like, and then Natalie Portman says, "No, it was building something new." Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, so like. At the end, when, like, you see the shimmers in both of their eyes, they're, like, they're both new people. They both have a fresh start. They're both past the self-destructive tendencies, you know. That's what I took from it, at least, um, thinking about it. That's that's really smart. That's kind of where I was at. I was thinking uh, more on terms as what the creature or kind of what the shimmer was. Yeah. Um, because they mentioned earlier that Natalie Portman says the only human flaw is that we were kind of designed to die. Like, right. we only have ourselves and they will fade away, mm-hmm. which is why we turn old instead of yeah. creating new ones. So, basically, you could assume that the Shimmer and that creature was almost like the perfect species because it would never die it only multiplies cells so that way nothing really dies and it's almost like assimilates everything into one that that makes sense and that ties in a lot with the theme of 
<laughs> yeah, and that ties in with exactly what you said. Yeah. Or so, even even our bodies are designed at a molecular level to self-destruct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like we're designed to do that, both like physically and psychologically. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's depressing, but at least it's kind of like a positive spin on it. Yeah, I feel like people take the ending to be too like dark Sad. and dour. Yeah, like it's like, like evil no. that the alien won or whatever. You know what? It didn't really win. You know what this kind of is? Um, and this was the vibe I got from when the alien was burning. Mm-hmm. It re- gave me very under the skin vibes. Oh, yeah. In the end. Yeah. Where the definitely. alien is like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like just when I thought I had it figured out, just when I thought things were going good, you know, I got these humans. I'm on their <laughs> level. And then humans go and fuck it up. <laughs> for their own selfish reasons <laughs> that was something else i kind of got from it yeah i could i could definitely see that oh. yeah and i definitely feel like i felt very bad for the the alien or whatever yeah, it was whatever it was because it, it seemed to like take on her self-destructive tendencies at the yeah. end or like it's literally like it like I, I might be like reading too much into this. No, like, I think you're absolutely correct because it was I destroying like, everything. Yeah, it was like you know, you know all Natalie Portman basically she destroyed her home. She self destructed her home by like cheating on her husband. Yeah, and then the alien was literally doing that at the end when it was like burning down its own home and right. like I felt like it was just trying to copy her in every way, even if it was self destructive. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, humans <laughs> do this. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just felt it's, it was felt so innocent to me. And it was like, it was just copying her and was like, oh, that's kind of sad. If only they brought a therapist with them. <laughs> yes, they needed one. They, they sit him down in a chair and they're like, <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, it's a uh, very smart, Brad. Very smart. Yeah. I don't know what uh, Stalker is like, but I definitely feel like I is, is Stalker as like surreal as this movie gets at the end. Like, no. Okay. Um. Uh. uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not as like visually surreal. Oh, okay. But I would say psychologically surreal. Okay, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, because I would say what Stalker is about is kind of why are we here? Why why are we existing? Why are we going on? Uh, you know, is it for art? Is it the pursuit of science, the betterment of society? Is it our spe- uh, spiritualization to faith or our connection to the earth? Um, and it's essentially all these men coming together and realizing that all of them are fucking wrong or right <laughs> and they don't know and they have to live with that yeah um, oh my god but it does very similarly it, it's okay stalker is very i wouldn't say paced like this movie but as far as like beats go of like we are a group a team with all of our own individual backgrounds and motives we are going into this very mysterious place we need to get to this objective that we do not know what it is and Mm -hmm. when we get there we do not know what will happen 
And when we get out, we do not know what is going to happen. Okay. So it is very similar, I think, plot wise. Um, yeah. But Annihilation kind of goes off a bit. <laughs> it kind of yeah. pops off. It'd be popping off. It'd be popping off. Yeah. With doppelganger clones. (laughs) Yeah. Doppelgangers and shit. Um, Yeah. I mean, I love anything with that. I like the aspect of stuff like the zone and the shimmer. I think that shit is so cool. Yeah. It's it's really cool. It's always like makes it's always scary to me. The idea because it's unexplainable. Yeah. It's too big right (laughs) and that's exactly what like stalker is they're even asked him like okay well what are the traps and the stalker's like i don't know dude they're like what do you mean you don't know he's like dude i couldn't tell you they're like what the fuck you're leading us he's like yeah i mean like sometimes you're going down a hallway and you're in a different hallway you know you know he's just like i don't know he's like i don't know where it is they're like okay So, and that's like cool. Like, there's a mystery around the zone that, right? And it's crazy because you don't know, you know, your characters don't really understand it either. <laughs> so, you don't know what to expect. There's just constant <laughs> dread around everything. And it's great. And that, that, this annihilation, I think, harnesses that, especially when they're exploring around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. mystery aspect is, um, what really draws you in because mm-hmm. it's like such a weird and beautiful kind of world in the shimmer yeah it's like beautiful and horrifying at the it's same like another time. world yeah it uh, it's just uh it's just great it's it's a great movie this is uh this is getting your recommendation yes please go watch this movie it it failed at the box office the least you can do is rent it on Bang amazon it for buy $2. the blu-ray yeah, you would buy support the physical media. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's Annihilation. Um, we both like it a lot. Uh, if you want to see cool body horror, you want to see monster bears. Also, we forgot to mention monster alligator as well. Oh There's yeah, a big monster alligator. alligator. Yeah, yeah. Pretty early on, he's cool. If you're a gator head. Um, you got you got gators so all right uh thanks for listening and we will see you next time